On the Newman Jets Audio Network, this is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by South Central Ceiling and Paving, online at scsealing.com, Mel Hambledon Ford, Pepsi, Eck Agency, Donlinger Construction, Big Corner Creative, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, and by Overland Charters, the official transportation provider of Newman University Athletics. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Blake Kreps. The NU triathlon team underway for its fifth season as a varsity sport at Newman University. The triathletes return to action after uh, the Christmas break. This is episode 51 of the JetCast, and they just got their schedule. In fact, we've got a home date, a rare home date for the triathletes, and I will be telling you about that here in just a little bit. I am joined by the only triathlon coach that we have ever known here at NU, Jeff Lovegren. Coach, thanks so much for the time. I appreciate it. Thanks, Blake. Well, Coach, um, last year, uh, we talked about this. I think I had you on the JetCast last year. You talked about it in, on one of the Jet Insiders, and if you're a triathlon fan, I totally invite you to go to the Newman University YouTube page. It's on newmanjets.com as well. Uh, we had a triathlete already on the show for the Jet Insider with TJ, so feel free to check that out. But um, there's not been a lot of competition for you guys, and in fact, uh, we were talking before the show started. It's been about a year and a half and you guys have had exactly one event. And I know from talking to you last year, um, I, I could almost see it in your face. You know, normally you've got passion about this sport. It's hard to maintain that when you just don't have anything to do. What was last year like for you as a coach, for your athletes, and, uh, and, and how excited are you to, to finally be getting back to something that resembles some, sort of, of, some form of normalcy here in, in 2021-22? Yeah, I mean, uh, just as the whole world struggled, obviously we struggled too. Um, it was tough just trying to keep kids motivated when all you can do is practice. And, but then again, you know, we look back and we could have had it way worse. And there's a lot of people out there that did have it way worse. So we just uh, tried to make it fun and interesting. And uh, we played a lot of games. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't do a whole lot of triathlon, but we played a lot of games. Um, just anything, you know, keep people motivated, keep people going, keep people interested in it. And so, uh, you know, Looking on now that we've uh, had a schedule announced, and I think that's uh, changed a lot of uh, motivation in the team, obviously, and uh, just changed uh, the whole attitude of the team. How did you try to keep yourself motivated? Because obviously for the, the players, you know, one I think can forgive in the situation that they were in if they were like, ah, we're just going to go get on this practice bike or just go to the pool or, you know, run around campus for a little while. I think it's understandable that they would lack motivation. But you're the leader, so you're not allowed to have a lack yeah. of motivation. <laughs> Although I think it's probably uh, totally natural that you did as well because you want to see these kids out and performing in events and, and going to these road trips. Um, so how did you keep yourself motivated so that you can keep your athletes motivated? Um, for me, you know, it's, it's a lot about the competition and it doesn't have to always be a race type competition. Um, I think I'm one of the few coaches that I get in there and practice and I don't sit along the sidelines and yell instructions. I actually get in and do it. And so 
just finding little things that we could compete against each other um, was the way that I kept myself motivated. We've got a few on the team that are obviously self-motivated, and we just let them go and do what they do. Um, but that's not everybody on the team. And so it was just finding those uh, unique things to keep them engaged, keep them happy, you know, and uh, obviously mentally happy, uh, health-wise too, not just physical health. Um, was kind of my motivation just to keep going for them. You know, if I didn't have them, it, it would have been a lot tougher for me as well. I have to imagine last year would have been really, really difficult for the seniors that you were supposed to have. Um, this is not an NCAA a scholarship sport. There are not, you know, term uh, terms of eligibility. Uh, you know, you just kind of are able to, to participate in triathlon as you go to school here. And obviously, you know, f- for all the student athletes, whether it's an NCAA sport or not, you're coming to Newman to try to get a job. And it, when you have that opportunity to move on with your degree or with the next step of your education, that's what you have to do. Um, what does it mean to you to have those seniors who uh, didn't get to participate last year and still have, you know, still have them in the program. And I know um, that had to be a, a extremely difficult year for them, knowing that, uh, you know, finding out in the middle of the year that they were actually not going to get a senior season. Yeah, well, one of the toughest things for me I knew coming into this job was I'm going to be here forever. The kids that I have on the team are going to be limited. And, you know, those friendships and stuff that you uh, create with those athletes throughout time and, you know, that's one of the hardest things is seeing them graduate. Obviously, it's a sense of pride, too, um, but it is hard. But um, we're going in uh, two years now that I've had seniors that weren't able to really yeah. finish because uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, we got uh, our nationals canceled. Yeah, I, I remember that now. And so that was one of the tough things because I, I had a senior at that time that uh, the previous nationals, he had an accident uh, on the bike and uh, through nothing that his fault, just following directions, got disqualified. And so he was pretty upset about that. And, you know, we'd made a, a plan for the next uh, Nationals. He'd even given me the, the medal that they'd given him. He's like, I didn't earn this. Can you keep this for next Nationals? And then it didn't happen at all. And so that was, you know, one of the hardest things that uh, I've had to endure. And then, of course, we had again last year where we didn't have anything going on too. And, you know, it's, it's tough to see those kids. And so I try to do as much, uh, things for them to keep it special and unique. And, but then again, that is life. So we've, uh, we've learned to adjust and adapt and, uh, move on and, and hopefully we can uh, just put that behind and we can have a good one. This yes, time. hopefully. A re- little lesson of, uh, in terms of responding to adversity as well. Correct. Uh, and I know that, uh, you guys had not really had a schedule set up um, previously. You did have one event very early on just before school began. But I know talking here just before we started the show, you guys have got a schedule. It's going to get posted on the website, NewmanJets.com, uh, here shortly. It just came out this week. Uh, give us a little taste of what the schedule is going to look like. Uh, I'm assuming it's going to be all coming back after the Christmas break. Um, you will have a home event. We'll get that in just a second ask you about how that turned out but how nice is it to actually have something that you can put on a calendar say okay we got to get ready for this and, and actually start you know making a plan of all right we're going to train hard this week we need to take off days here and and kind of getting back into the grind a little bit for the first time and for you it'd be geez about two years right yeah yeah it, it was super exciting uh 
especially for me because uh, now I get to actually plan for something, <laughs> right? right? It, it's it's tough to uh, find those uh, workouts and motivations when you don't know what the end goal is for them. And uh, so now we have an end goal. And, uh, you know, I, one of the things that we uh, decided as a team, not just me and not just my GA, but as a complete team, that our goal for this year was to do as many races as we possibly could. So whatever was available to us, we were going to try and do it. Um, typically, we've uh, missed out on a couple of uh, races, just to budget concerns and stuff. Um, but we've uh, done a little bit of extra uh, fundraising, and uh, you know we've uh, pinched uh, our pennies here and there, and uh, we're <laughs> we're actually making home meals. Uh, to take along with us as opposed to eating sure. out and anything that we can do to save money because our goal was to try and do as many races as possible. So when they announced that this week uh, what we've got, um, basically we have one weekend in February that we don't have a race, which is oh my gosh. pretty tough for triathlon, but uh, everybody's super pumped just to have something and sure. have uh, those races and goals to do that we've committed to them. Um, and we're just super excited to have – obviously the competition and it's not just the competition, but obviously to get back out there and see the other teams that are a part of the, our division. And, uh, it's just, I, I really don't have the words right now. It's just, it's so exciting that we actually have uh, something to do. Well, it, it's very interesting. You say that you're going to be in so many events. I mean, gosh, if you only have one weekend of February off, you're probably going to do more events this year than you've done in any full season prior to this. And I know that you've tried to make build the schedule in the past to have, you know, events that you want to go to because they're big events, because they're going to be the right events to test you to get, you know, your elite athletes ready for nationals. How do you have to try to, I guess, in your mind, reformulate your practice plans, your training plans um, to make sure that you guys are in peak condition because you guys are going to have a race every week. Typically, you guys race, you know, what would you say, once every two, three, four weeks, something like that? Yeah, usually once a month is a yeah. good one for us. Once it the, gives us enough time to recover and yeah. get ready for the next one. So not going to be any type of recovery time now. How do you balance that, and, and how do you kind of feel this out here for this one season that you are, you know, you guys are going to go uh, you know, straight to the wall and, and hit the wall week in and week out? Um, how do you help the, the ladies and the guys recover? Um, I think pretty much one of the saving things that we have is typically we would have a race in January, but now everything's coming in February and March. So it gives us another time that what we can build up and basically peak out. Um, and then it's all about uh, injury prevention from there on out. And so it's just recover, recover, recover uh, in between. And it'll help us maintain a higher level that way. And then we can just build into going to nationals. What's nice about uh, the indoor races is they are the smallest, shortest versions of what we will do. Sure. Um, so uh, obviously there's less taxation on the body that way. Obviously they are higher intensity. So it's just – you know, we'll, we'll find a good rhythm and we'll flow with it. Stephen Wynn was a guest on episode six of the Jet Insider. Uh, you can, that's already out there on the Newman Athletics YouTube site, so you can go and watch that. And you'll kind of get uh, the preseason look before we had the schedule in terms of the, the motivation issues and, and kind of what the triathlon team's been doing. You'll get a little behind-the-scenes look at how they've been training on campus. They've got some stationary bikes that they'll pull outside to kind of simulate the, the environment and the wind. Uh, I've seen some times in the past you guys have been running around the track at the the downtown Y but talk to us about Stephen Wynn and how excited you are about his uh, upcoming season 
I'm super excited for him. Uh, it seems like this year, well, this summer, he made a big change in some things, and he's come back. And, uh, you know, not just for me as a coach, but to see, you know, his surprise on how much he's improved over this summer and uh, how much uh, extra that uh, means to him and what motivation that gives him to go forward and uh, to do better throughout this season. So I – and obviously this being one of his last his, – basically his last season that he'll sure. he'll do. Um, it's nice that uh, he can finish on a high note there and finish with, uh, you know, I think more enthusiasm than he's had before. Obviously I know he's loved uh, being on the team, being a part of the program, but he's finding uh, – you know, that more sense of ownership now that he's gotten, uh, you know, achieving a little bit more. Coming up later on on the JetCast this week, we'll be joined by the director of golf, Taryn Torgerson, to talk golf of the uh, Jets men and women here in just a little bit. And we'll also be joined by one of your athletes, Margaret Koenig, is coming up next. Uh, what do you, what's exciting you about uh, this freshman that we're about to hear from, uh, Maggie, who is just off camera here uh, to, to this side? Uh, you'll be hearing from her in just a moment. Uh, uh, what are you excited about from this homegrown freshman from right here in the Air Capital? Uh, I think it's Maggie's just determination and aggressiveness. You know, um, she says she's not good at uh, a lot of things, but swimming. Uh, but it's fun to see her come in and uh, just adapt and uh, to take on the, the challenges of it and actually excel through uh, biking. Is ma- oh, that's one of the hardest things for most of the athletes to get because obviously there's not just this uh, huge bike culture in Wichita. There's not this uh, um, big push to, you know, through high school and they haven't grown up with it and. So it's fun to see her actually take it and uh, excel with it. I mean, that's when it makes coaching fun because we can just keep moving on and keep moving forward and we don't have to keep going over the little things over and over again. And so that's been super exciting. And we've always had uh, um, one girl on the team that's been better than everybody else. And I think uh, Maggie is starting to challenge her already uh, as a freshman. And so it's just kind of exciting to see her push the other girls that are on the team too and to excel and make everybody better and and the guys as well. She pushes the guys quite a bit. Well, she's got a very interesting nickname. You're going to hear about that here in the next segment as well. Um, A little bit of history for you. Uh, Two more questions for you. Um, And the second to last one is you're going to be hosting an event for the first time ever. Newman Triathlon will be hosting an event on February 27th at the Downtown Y. It's a 7 a.m. start, so if you want to get up early. Welcome uh, to Triathlon. Yeah, yeah you, you <laughs> might be able to come and watch the Jets uh, in the ac- in action. Uh, this will be an indoor event. Correct. Uh, how did this come together, and how excited are you that the Navy and Red are going to be hosting uh, an event for the very first time? Uh, super excited. I mean, I... <laughs> Again, I don't have words for what this is, but it's been a long time coming. So there's a we obviously don't have the facilities here to host the sure. event. So it's we've relied on the the downtown Y, and that's where we do a lot of our that's where we do all of our swimming practice actually, uh, for indoor wise. Um, and years past, it's been a struggle to get them to do it, but this year they were super excited to commit to it because there is a lot of extra paperwork that goes along with hosting a collegiate race, and so that's kind of been the the hardest part is getting you know all the boxes checked and uh, getting uh, the official uh, sign off on it from sure. our uh, sanctioning body. And you know it's super excited that they want to be on board with this and uh, get that here because we haven't had an event where you know not just friends and family of the athletes that are here, but just the Newman. Uh, culture couldn't come and watch and see what we do and i think it's kind of a mystery of you know what all we <laughs> actually do and 
Um, but I, I'm super excited to have it here and super excited to showcase, you know, Wichita and, you know, what uh, Newman can provide through uh, uh, triathlon. So thank you very much to the YMCA for making that happen. And, uh, you know, maybe the YMCA Wichita, they see this event. Uh, maybe they'll make it an annual event uh, here coming up. Maybe that can be a possibility. That would be nice. Final question for you, uh, your expectations as you move forward. And I know that this will be a little different for this specific season, just because it's not quite back to normal. Your schedule is going to be much different, but uh, what would you like to get accomplished? Uh, Nationals coming up in April. Is that still still the plan? Yeah. yeah. So uh, our national competition is actually on April 1st. April 1st? Yeah, yeah. No joke. Actually. So no, it's April Fool's. kind of going to be a sprint here to the finish coming after Christmas. You've got January to get things ready. And then, you know, as we said, you're going to be attacking the wall in February and March to get ready. Um, so what are your expectations here for this little three-month sprint to the finish? You know, I've always told my athletes, you know, it's not completely about triathlon. It's about the experience that they have. And I think that's our uh, goal for the rest of the season is it obviously it's not normal. It's not uh, the same as what we've had, but we're going to take it and we're going to enjoy every second of it. Jeff Lovegren, the head triathlon coach here at Newman University. Once again, the Jets are hosting their first ever event February 27th. You can follow the Jets, NewmanJets.com. Coach, have a great season. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. We've got a freshman from Wichita, Maggie Koenig, is joining us next on the JetCast. Let's face it, it's been a while since you updated your kitchen and bathroom. And while they fit your style when your house was built, styles change. Or maybe the space just isn't fitting your current needs. That's where Keystone Solid Surfaces comes in. Keystone is the premier fabricator and installer of quartz, granite, and solid surfaces in Kansas. And with their huge brand new showroom at 1655 North Wabash in Wichita, providing the perfect inspiration, the possibilities are truly endless. That's why when it's time for an upgrade, the key is Keystone. KeystoneSolidSurfaces.com or find great specials on Facebook. Book. Hi friends, Phil Nightingale, General Manager at Mount Hamilton Ford. Have you been thinking about a new SUV? Right now is a great time to buy a new Ford at the big one of 119th and West Kellogg. EcoSport, Escape, Edge, Explore, Expedition, Mount Hamilton Ford is sure to have the right vehicle to fit your size. And you know you can count on us with this great selection to find the right SUV at the best price to fit your budget. Check us out online or in person. Let us make your purchase easy with pickup and delivery right from your home or work. Mount Hamilton Ford, experience the difference. Talking triathlon here on the JetCast with Maggie Koenig, a homeschool product from right here in Wichita, Kansas. Just a freshman on this team that has got a lot of announcements, as you have heard here already in the show. A lot of big announcements about their schedule coming out here very recently. Maggie, thank you. Welcome to the show. I know that you have to be very excited to actually have some races to look forward to here in the in the not not very close future, but here in the in the short term. Um, at least you've got something to build for. Yes, I'm very excited. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. What's been the transition like for you to college life and being a part of a, a, a varsity program at an NCAA Division II school? Um, it's been all right. I mean, I took college classes um, in high school, so transitioning to college is not really that big of a deal, um, especially since I'm living at home. I thought that was really helpful. What, um, what has post-pandemic life been like for you? I honestly, since I was homeschooled, not much really changed. Yeah. Um, besides mask wearing, but I mean, I love being at home, so I don't know. 
how, how much of an adjustment has that been? We don't get a ton of homeschooled athletes, but there have been some that have played. Um, I remember we had one on the men's basketball team a few years ago um, who ended up going. I think he started playing pro overseas is why he left. Um, but what, what's that adjustment been like going from a homeschool environment? Because I know that there are some homeschool programs that, you know, will bring you together for sports or for learning in a, in a community setting just outside of public schools. But obviously college, that's got to be a, a fairly big adjustment for, for you. Mm-hmm. I never competed on a purely homeschooled sports team. I swam for the Wichita Northwest YMCA Neptunes for five years. Um, and my senior year, I was actually able to help coach the team as well, which was a really cool experience. Wow. So kind of a player coach, what interested you in doing that? I've just naturally been a leader with whatever I've gotten involved with. Um, before swimming, it was figure skating. And when I was 13, I already was starting to teach the younger kids how to do that. And so it was just kind of natural. You know, I've been swimming for five years. Might as well teach the kids what I know. So basically, if there's water involved in any form, you're, you're game. Yes, I am. So uh, spend a lot of time out at the Wichita Ice Center as well? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, if we have any other winter sports coach, I mean, that might be something that you can look into. Uh, so I'm assuming I always try to ask how people start in tri because there typically are not triathlon high school programs. It's not a city league sport. Uh, but I'm assuming for you that it had to start with a swimming background. Yes, it did. Um, so, like I said, I swam for five years, eighth grade through my senior year of high school. Um, my senior year, I was um, working with somebody at the Y teaching lessons who was actually on the tri team, and he told me about the tri team, and I had absolutely no idea that <laughs> Newman had a triathlon team, never would have dreamed of doing them before. Um, I had never competitively been on a bike before and so I was like well I don't really know how to do that sure and this guy said oh don't worry he'll teach you how to do that he'll teach you how to do everything else coach is great just come and check it out and so I did well what, what's been your early you're a freshman here um, so what's been your early uh, how do you like the flavor of triathlon here obviously uh, I'm assuming that's that swimming's probably the strength and the backbone mm-hmm. of of your game uh, what about the other two disciplines um, I think I have, I have a lot of work to do um, when it comes to biking and running. I wouldn't necessarily say I'm bad at them, but yeah, swimming's definitely strong point. Um, I am always looking to improve on anything I can. And so it's just another challenge for me, which I really like. So I was going to ask you about early results here in the season, but I know that for circumstances beyond your control, you guys have not been able to really get any competitive matches in at all. What's that been like, basically just having to stay practicing and and really not having any actual competitive experience because normally at this point in the season, you guys would have competed once, probably twice, maybe three times in a, a rarely. But normally you'd have something at this point that you can look back on. What's that been like to, to not have any events to try to, to try to gauge where you are and how you're making progress? Well, like I said, I really like challenges. So right now I'm just kind of focusing on improving where I can. I'm kind of self-motivated. So even if there's not a competition, 
I, I'm still doing fine, just looking at my own improvement. We were able to do one race the weekend before school started. Okay. That was up in Minnesota, and that was so much fun. That was awesome. <laughs> how how was that being out there? How big was the event? How many? I mean, was it? There was a lot of teams up there. It was big, and it wasn't just collegiate teams. It was open to anyone who wanted to do it. So a, a ton of people up there. Uh, what was it like for you getting your first taste of of a competitive scene in triathlon? I don't know. It was kind of what I expected. Uh, Coach did a really good job preparing us for it. We did a lot of transition work. Um, and we did a whole walkthrough of the course the day before. So I was very confident in what I was doing. Now, obviously, in terms of your swimming background, I'm assuming that most of that, the majority of your miles that you have logged have probably been in a pool. Uh, I'm assuming that from talking here before we got started with you and Coach, um, that event was outside. Uh, and you are going to have more outdoor events. Uh, what's been the biggest adjustment for you swimming outdoors? Well, um, probably not being able to see underwater. I mean, being in a chlorinated pool, everything is crystal clear. And then you hop into a dirty lake and you see nothing. Um, and so just learning how to maneuver around people and not get kicked in the face. Um, That's not something you have to worry about in the lanes. You got no. those little, you know, the floaters that kind of guide everything. Uh, and I also know from talking to you here um, just before we got on, your given name is Margaret, but you go by Maggie. But somehow the two got conflated on the road trip and you got the nickname Maggot. Now, how did that happen? And, uh, and, and how are you? I mean, might not be a terrible nickname, honestly. Uh, well, how are you with it? I, I just take it as a term of endearment right now. You should. I just think it's funny. Uh, the boys, well, we had three goofballs who were sitting in the very, very back, um, and I was in the row right in front of them. They were watching a movie called Major Pain. Uh, sure. It's a comedy war movie, but there was one line in it that said, y'all have now graduated from turds to maggots. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. You're still a <laughs> sandwich, just not a soggy one. <laughs> and they all said, hey. Maggot sounds kind of like Maggie, so we're going to call her Maggot. <laughs> that, so well, I, I mean, you know, I, th I think that that is – that might have to stick. Well, we'll see. <laughs> uh, final question for you. What are your goals and expectations as you move forward through your career? Uh, you've got, obviously, uh, some a big schedule coming up. Uh, we talked with Coach about it. February 27th, you're hosting uh, – Newman as a program hosting their first ever event here in Wichita. So that's very exciting for your program. But uh, how do you move forward with goal goals and expectations? expectations for you this season in your freshman campaign and then as you move forward in your career I'm giving it all I got to get as good as I can be um, throughout my swimming career that was just kind of my attitude I didn't really care too much about how I got placed but as I've kind of gotten a little bit older I've started feeling that competitive urge and wanting to win so I really am excited to see how far I can get Maggie Koenig, freshman on this triathlon team. As I mentioned, big event coming up, 7 a.m. at the Downtown Y on February 27th, the first ever event that Newman's hosted in triathlon. Maggie, Maggot, or Margaret, or however you want to say it, uh, thanks so much for the time. Appreciate it very much. Thanks for having me. We're going to talk some golf with the director of golf, Coach Torgerson, joins me next on the JetCast.
You are a business owner. Every day you concern yourself with trying to grow revenue, increase margins, manage cash flow, live within compliance, maintain staff, understand health care, raise capital, satisfy customers. With all of this on your plate, you haven't even noticed your parking lot. Your parking lot says a lot about your business, and South Central Ceiling and Paving gives your parking lot a voice. Let South Central Ceiling and Paving take your parking lot off your plate. Start now at SCCeiling.com. South Central Ceiling and Paving. Jet fans, there's a new way to stay connected with your team. Download the free Newman University Athletics app now. Sign up to be a fan, student, alumni, or booster club member and receive notifications on your mobile device on your favorite Jets teams. Schedules, live stats, live broadcasts, and more. The Newman University Athletics app is your digital ticket to NU Sports. Download the Newman University Athletics app for free today on Google Play or the App Store. Wrapping up our JetCast this week, talking a little golf with the director of golf, Taryn Torgerson, currently in her third year. They just wrapped up their fall season with the Tulsa Cup, hosted by Roger State in that last weekend of October. Coach Torgerson, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you for having me. That was hosted by Roger State, the Hillcats. Uh, What did you like out of... uh, having your Jets in that tournament. What did you see? Uh, What did you like, not like? How do you think the Jets did in that event? Yeah, this was the inaugural Tulsa Cup, so the first year um, for it. And um, the Roger State coaches do an exceptional job hosting tournaments. They host an event, a men's and women's event, actually in the spring over spring break. And we've gone to that um, last year, and they do a great job with that one. And this is kind of a men's and women's event as well. At the Tulsa Cup, um, we all stayed in this in the same hotel, but the guys played one course and the girls played another course about 10, 15 minutes apart. Um, so it was cool to be there together, um, but it, it, it was different courses. But it was it was a great tournament. Um, it was the course that I had the women at. Um, it was fun because I actually played a college tournament there mm-hmm. and played there a couple of years um, uh, wearing the black and gold at Wichita sure. State. So. It was fun to go back and, and kind of relive some of that and um, coach coach my, my current players through that course. Um, didn't play um, how we wanted to or as well as we would have liked. Um, kind of toward the end of the season, especially traveling um, so many freshmen and new kids, I think we were just a little bit gassed at the end, both mentally and physically. Just college golf is new. Um, just the, the time demands and managing school and everything, we, we kind of – got in our own way and we're tripping over ourselves a little bit um, as we as we got to the end of the season but overall I mean it was a good event um, we learned a lot and I just keep telling them to to find something you can learn from even if the score doesn't reflect what you want um, and we can find things to um, to get better at and we can find positives and, and move on from there if I'm not mistaken this was your first fall season since 2019 2020 so how big of an adjustment was it for the players that you had in your program and how much of an adjustment was it for you to try to get back to playing tournaments on a regular basis in the fall yeah I mean last year it was we're cramming in six or seven tournaments in a spring season <laughs> yeah. so it was um, just kind of a grind for about two months but it was it was awesome to get back out there this fall um, the weather was great um, just having everybody um, out there competing and having some sort of normalcy um, golf I feel like we can have a little bit more normalcy in golf because we're outside and we're not um, right next to each other or um, playing defense, you know, two feet away like sure. we are in some of those indoor sports. So 
Um, we are we are lucky in a sense that there's not a lot of changes um, in terms of playing the sport of golf. So um, we're just glad to be back out there. Um, one of Cassidy Chance, my senior, was the only one that has been here before um, in terms of um, the the travel squad that I had. Um, Megan Bay went to a tournament as well. So they're the only two that had any college competition experience leading up to this semester. So it was just brand new for everybody else, and they didn't know any different than to play a fall season. So there wasn't a lot of adjustment there. Who are some of the newcomers on the men's and women's side who you feel like have been adjusting well to the collegiate golf game who you think can maybe take the start to the season that you said, you know, maybe didn't quite meet their expectations coming down the stretch and turn that around and start to make some progress here coming back after Christmas break? Yeah, I brought in – two big recruiting classes on both the men's and the women's side this year. Um, starting with the men, we had um, two of our freshmen, Sam Shelton and Justin Morris, played I think about three tournaments each this fall, and um, they they had some, some good qualifying rounds and some bad ones, but they, they did make their way into the lineup um, at least three times each, and, and they went out and showed some good things. Obviously, we made some freshman errors, and they left some shots out there, but I don't know a round of golf that you're going to play where, where you don't kick yourself at the end um, <laughs> thinking that you left some out there. So they've come along really well. Um, Tyler Horn is a transfer from Dodge City Community College on the men's side. He, so he's not a freshman, but he is new to Newman this year. He's played in um, – he played in about three to four tournaments this fall as well. Um, showed some good things. Um, on the guys' side overall, we were just pretty inconsistent. So that's kind of a focus um, here in this off season between me and my assistant is kind of trying to figure out where we can get better, where we can save shots and be more consistent because we could, we could play really, really well, and then the next round we could be 20, 25 shots worse or better depending on how the first round went. So just trying to put a couple rounds together and not digging ourselves a hole that we have to climb out of in day two um, on the guys' side um, was a big – kind of theme that we had during the fall that we would like to break um, on the women's side we had five freshmen um, which is a lot for a golf program yeah. <laughs> considering the roster size um, how many but, do you are you allowed to carry uh, I carry anywhere from about eight to nine so about half of half of freshmen yes, Th- that is a lot yes yeah so um, and, and four of those freshmen played in every tournament um, in my top five so that was awesome, but and, and we played really, really well at times, and then we had some, you know, adjustment times where, you know, we're freshmen, and we just need that competitive experience and to get used to, you know, staying in a hotel away from home and, and traveling and, you know, doing playing around to golf and still needing to do homework at night and, and all that kind of stuff, just all the adjustments of, of college golf and and just college in general, but they came in really well. Um, my my freshman from College Station, Texas, Felisa Sahuga, um, she was just really solid all semester, was our number one player. Um, you could always count on her. You knew what you were going to get. She was just really solid. Um, Beth Griffiths from, from Liverpool, England, got, got more consistent as the year went on, and um, she was always someone that we could rely on to put a number on the board. Um, and then Brittany Wesley and Olivia Nguyen also went to all the tournaments as freshmen, and Brittany had a couple really good rounds, um, 76, 79 at some point during the fall, which was really good for her to see that, hey, I can do this. Um, and, and that is she has that in her. Um, Olivia struggled a little bit, and we've, we've met a couple times in this offseason, and we're re- really, really attacking a lot of different things in all aspects of the game to kind of 
not rework her game, but essentially kind of start from ground zero with her and, and kind of rebuild from the ground up. And she's doing a really good job of grasping that. So I, I see a lot of improvement in her already. Yeah, you've, you've mentioned sometimes when you'll get freshmen in and sometimes, you know, they'll come to you and it'll be a complete rework of their swing from ground up. Sometimes you don't change anything and sometimes it's just a little tweak on a putt or something here in this, you know, period in between the end of the fall season. You don't have any more events coming up in November, December. And you're probably not going to have any in January either coming up, although we don't have the spring schedule yet. But you've got two, three months here that you can make some adjustments on. What are the things that you like to work on? And what are the things that you like to wait for the summer to try to work with, with guys and girls on in terms of adjusting their game, adjusting their swing or their putt, or, or maybe even just their thought process? Yeah, um, especially with, with both teams, my assistant and I have been talking a lot of short game, short game, short game. Um, you know, we can, we can be um, – on the green or just short of the green and two on a par four and we walk away with a six, you know, just because we don't chip it and putt it as good as we should. And we throw shots away. Um, that it's, it's kind of like in basketball, missing a wide open layup or serving a sure. ball into the net in volleyball. Those are just in golf. Those are just the, the head scratchers as a coach, <laughs> um, that we, that we have to fix. Um, and it, it'll come. So, so we've been really working on short game quite a bit in the off season. And then, um, I like to really individualize things in the off season as well because what what person A might need to do might be completely different to person B and C and, and vice versa. So um, I try and do that. I have um, individual meetings with all my men's players and all my women's players at the end of every season. We go over the fall season and then we we make an off season plan. And that's kind of what I did those meetings last week. And that's kind of what we've been doing this week and as people start to go home as we create those plans um we we write them down and they they can take it home so when they're out practicing they can know what they're supposed to be working on so that that's a big thing too and we don't compete we don't compete again till or first week of march okay wow we have a long time and obviously depending on where you're from and where you're going to be for the holidays people in Houston Texas are going to be able to practice more than people here in Wichita so <laughs> it kind of depends a little bit on where you are but making do with what you have I was the same way in college I was I was here in Kansas in the winter and that's not the best place to be to try and work on your golf game in December sometimes you can get out for a couple weekends depending yeah. on the weather uh, how is it even worth it going out when it's you know so darn cold outside it depends. Um, as you know, the Kansas wind makes a lot of difference. So <laughs> it if does. it's not if it's not really windy, you can kind of you know throw a jacket on and, and get some stuff done. But if it's windy and cold, I mean it, it's really not worth it. You kind of have to find other ways. Um, I you know whether it's getting a mirror and doing your swing in the mirror in your living room or whatever and. Um, putting and stuff like that. I tried to chip in my house, and my mom kind of put in a nix to that pretty quickly, <laughs> my brother and I both. But um, there's things that you can do. You kind of have to be creative with, with kind of where you are and what climate that you're that you're living in over the holiday break. But they've all been very um, receptive, both on the men's and women's side, because they're like, this isn't good enough, and I want to play better, and 
what can I do to play better? Because that's part of our individual meeting is I have things and I have a, a plan for you, but if but I need you to be open to it and I need you to be receptive to it. And if you are, then then let's put the foot on the gas and let's get it done. So that's kind of – and they've all been sponges and open to, to whatever it takes to get better. So we've really been able to tackle those things. And I've already seen some improvement in just a couple weeks of offseason that we've had so far. I'm not sure where you are in terms of uh, where you are in your financial plan to get to retirement, building a house, things like that. But maybe that's something you'll have to put into the Torgerson house is the, is the chipping room where you can work on work on that stuff. And, and that way, uh, nobody, nobody is going to put a stop to that for you. Yeah. Final question for you. Expectations for the spring, obviously not playing again until March. And uh, you guys will have what probably March, April – uh, conference tournament should be coming up sometime in April, correct? Correct, yep. Uh, expectations for the Jets coming up uh, in the spring season as you get set for the MIAA events. Yeah, um, it was just nice, especially having so many new kids on both sides, um, both programs, just to kind of use the fall um, to see where we're at, what we have, you know, what what tournaments and what lineups – our lineups changed more on the men's side than the women's side. Like I said, we had the same top five on the women's side for all five events. Um, but on the men's side, it did fluctuate a little bit. So kind of looking back and seeing kind of who fit well together um, and just kind of seeing what we have. And I've kind of challenged both teams this off season that, you know, nobody's spot's secure. So go out this off season, and when you show up, when you come back to campus in January – my assistant and I are going to be able to tell the first day of practice who did something over break and, and who who put work in and who's developed and grown since when we, you know, finished our last putt at the Tulsa Cup a few weeks ago. So that's going to be a big thing is just finding that consistency. And that was a big theme, like I said, on both sides is we would kind of dig ourselves a hole in round one and play really well in round two and or round three with the guys and – at that point, you're in such a deep hole that you can't really climb out of it. So just trying to, to put more consistent rounds together and not have to kind of climb up the leaderboard as much as, as we have. Um, but leading into the conference championships, we want to, you know, be more competitive and be in a situation where we're, we're competing with teams a little bit more. And I don't know if you knew this, but we're Sand Creek Station and Newton's actually hosting the women's MIAA conference championship oh, I think year. I did I had forgotten so, that but I think yeah. I recall seeing that so that'll be nice for you guys I, I'm yeah. assuming you guys are fairly familiar with that course yeah um and, and some of my freshmen are, are local so they've played it and then we'll, sure. we'll obviously get out there more this spring and I host um, um our it'll be my second year hosting the Newman Invitational out there the first week of April um so that's always really fun and last year COVID kind of messed with, you know, people coming out and all that kind of stuff. So I hope to see a lot of Jet fans out there to support. Um, it's kind of similar to what Coach Lovgren was saying. Um, just my kids don't get support other than the occasional parent that comes to watch them. So just getting some, you know, Newman administration, other Newman coaches, their classmates to come out and watch them and support them like they do um, to their other home events will be really cool. And then two weeks later we get to tee it up there on – our home course, so to speak, that they're really familiar with for the conference championship. So really exciting for the women um, having a couple of uh, home events in the spring um, to to be able to hopefully have some, some people come out and support them. So exciting times ahead for sure. Newman Jets Golf getting set to get restarted here this spring. And make sure you check out the Newman Invitational coming up. Date for that? 
April 4th and 5th. April 4th and 5th. You can get all the details, of course, that will also be posted at NewmanJets.com. Taryn Torgerson, the director of golf, uh, we'll get you back on this spring. Thanks so much, Coach. Awesome. Thank you, Blake. That is our JetCast for the week. We are off for Thanksgiving week. We'll be back with more winter sports coverage, basketball, and wrestling to wrap up the 2021 calendar portion of the JetCast. So we will see you in a couple of weeks. Happy Thanksgiving from Newman Athletics. So until next time, Blake Cripps saying go Jets.